0: From the Spooky South Coast, Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin Matt Costa. Science advisor Matt Moniz is off, and Stephanie Burke, our other co-host, is also off. Everybody's off. I know. I wasn't sure you were going to be here tonight. Yeah. I was like, did I ask him? if he, Did he mention not coming in and I forgot? I don't know. But uh, we are here to talk about the paranormal, as we are each and every Saturday night, and we are broadcasting live on WBSM. As well as on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. if you'd like to watch the broadcast, you can see what's going on here in the studio.
1: We have a little bit of an abbreviated broadcast tonight, right? All the action that goes on behind the scenes, right? Not abbreviated in terms of length. We'll be here
0: all the way until midnight, but abbreviated in terms of how many different camera angles we have for you because it's just the two of us,
1: so no need to yep. get fancy. So it's going to be me and Tim.
0: I say I set up your. Shot there for yourself too. See, and then both of us. See, I did, I did a good job of getting us ready. Us. Not, not a bad, not a bad job yeah. for getting I here a little bit later. You myself should have called in errand. Yeah, that would have been nice <laughs> to have him come in. We may have an intern. Yes, I didn't tell you this yet. No, you didn't. But we may have an intern. There were some some uh, UMass students that were in here nice. the other night, the other day uh, when I was filling in in the afternoon, and one of them knew about Spooky South Coast, and she's willing to do. Whatever menial
1: tasks we send her oh, way, we so, have plenty of menial tasks. I just so don't know we're if, all about menial tasks.
0: I don't. I have to get permission from the higher ups here because I don't mm-hmm. think we can freely just you know take on interns and sign off paperwork and all that stuff. So we'll we'll have to do and some somebody else be responsible. Yeah, I guess so. But if she wanted to come in of her own free will and just hang out and help out, and not mm-hmm. necessarily call her, we you know we can we can call her the intern It's like a radio name. But yeah. <laughs> You know, if you're not looking for anything formal out of it. But uh, thank you for joining us uh, as we do this program each and every Saturday night. We talk about it on Twitter using the hashtag Spooky Live, and that also feeds right into the chat room on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. And I've been having some fun with the Twitter today, Matt. I saw, yeah. What I did is I told everybody that a little bit later on tonight, I would give them a phone number to call me, and share their paranormal experiences with them. But I didn't tell them it was going to be over the air on the radio. I will right before we give the numbers out for them. And if anybody's listening right now, the numbers are 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. But we do have a guest that will be joining us uh, at the beginning of the program in about 10 minutes. His name is Matt Landy. He's a singer-songwriter. And you've seen him on television But you might not know that you've seen him on television because he is uh, what they call a stand-in. And he is the stand-in for the star of Grimm, David Gornascoli. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, And also he is a stand-in on the new TNT show, The Librarians. So we'll talk to him about that. But we also want to talk to him about his uh, forthcoming album, Glow, which will have a single called Looking Down with the proceeds going to benefit cancer research. So uh, Matt is a big fan of... Paranormal Television, and he's very into the subject. Uh, He has a song uh, on, if you go to his, the uh, Reverb Nation page, which is ReverbNation.com slash Matt Landy, I put his Facebook up for for the website uh, for what we'll be displaying later on, but you can also go to ReverbNation.com slash Matt Landy, and you can hear some of his music, including a song called Walking with Ghosts. So we'll spend that a little bit later on as we welcome Matt into the program in about 10 minutes. And then after that, it's going to be open lines, baby. I've wanted to do this forever. We've been on the air now for almost, it'll be nine years in January. We'll celebrate our ninth anniversary of coming here pretty much every Saturday night, save for Legend Trips events and and sporting events, but coming here almost every Saturday night for nine years and talking about the paranormal, bringing on guests, having some of the biggest names in the field, having some of the not- so well-known names, but some of the more interesting stories uh, Today, and my new dad through. in the paranormal. And after nine years, I'm still forgetting <laughs> to turn that off. It's, okay. it's all right. Like the first seven years were your fault. Yep. Now the, these last two are mine. I just passed it on. <laughs> but I've always wanted to have shows where we could just have open lines and have people call in and share. Uh, but we never can because it's Saturday night and right. it's hard to get people to call in on Saturday night. So this way here, I I tease it a little bit, and hopefully we'll get some people to call in. We're going to call this the Supernatural Support Group, Your Paranormal Therapy with Dr. Weisberg and Dr. Costa. (laughs) Disclaimer, we are not doctors. Yep. Nope. Even though we will continue to call ourselves that. Doctor. And we will be here to uh, listen to your stories. You can share your Uh, experience with the paranormal, call in with your questions, call in with your topics, whatever you would like to discuss. It's going to be open lines for the rest of the show and if it works and if it works out well, we'll make it a a semi-regular feature. Maybe every couple of months we'll have one of these nights reserved and people can do this. But uh, like I said, Saturday nights are always a tough time here when we're broadcasting live because it's it's 10 o'clock at night here on the East Coast where we are and now with Thanks to Ghost Stalkers, I have people that are following me all over the place. Yep. And how we can get some of those people that are on the West Coast that are just finishing dinner? And I'm like, yeah, I'll call in. Or people that are in another country, and uh, you know, it's eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'll call in. You know, so uh, hopefully that works out well. If not, Sounds like fun. You and I nice can just we, you know, that we can just talk. Yeah. It may not be all paranormal, but it'll be in, it'll be entertaining. <laughs> that's for sure. That's right. Uh so some of the things that have been going on uh this week, uh of course, as I mentioned, Ghost Stalkers is on Thursday nights at ten o'clock. They have the episode this week at uh at the Wheatlands Plantation and another emotionally charged episode. The season finale will be taking place this Thursday night, along with a little mini marathon. So if you haven't caught all the episodes Mount <coughs> Costa, yep. you can tune in. Although I know you don't have cable but I'm sure we can we can pirate it for you. And uh and you can catch up with some of the episodes that you've missed, and I just started a Facebook group for the Stalker Society. That's nice. a, that's a little hashtag that we've been using for all the fans of the show. So you can go to Facebook.com, search the Stalker Society, find the, find the uh, group, and we will add you into it if you would like to be part of it. But uh, I know that you said that you saw the first episode. I said
1: I saw the first and third. And the third? Yes. So the... Uh, a little behind. I'm going, I don't know, I'm going odd episodes. Apparently. He did me out first. Yeah. The uh, whispers Estate,
0: that was in the first episode. Yeah. I was talking with Van, the owner, uh, a little bit earlier today. We're going to have him come on uh, in the coming weeks and share with us some of the things that have been happening since the guys visited there. Because they've had a lot of activity going on, a lot of groups coming through, and a lot of people being scratched and right. different types of activity. So. Uh, but uh, he couldn't join us tonight for our first Supernatural support group. Because he has other other plans, more important plans. Right. So, because uh, it is a Saturday night, it is. It's well, yeah. it's his girlfriend's birthday. So, happy yeah. birthday to her from the Spooky Crew. And uh, so they'll be out, you know, celebrating tonight, and he'll join us on another night. But uh, we'll we'll definitely check in. We'll try and check in with some of the owners of the properties that they explored in season one. And we need everybody to tune in on Thursday night because we want to do record numbers here. Record numbers so that we can tell you hopefully that there will be a season two. Everybody keeps asking if they ordered season two. Have they ordered season They they have to wait till season one's over, and yep. take a, a cumulative look at everything, the ratings, the social media impact, you know, the tweets that they get, the emails that they get. They're gonna add all that together and they're gonna say, listen, we have a hit here. But we want to definitely make sure that that's the case, so we need you to tune in and spread the word. Get everybody you know to watch, especially uh, the new episode at 10 o'clock on Thursday night. It will be happening. uh, It's the Farrar School in Iowa. And this is really interesting to me because in talking to the owner, Nancy, who is a wonderful person, just a great person. She's in this for the right reason. She's letting people come in for research. She bought the building because she always wanted to own a building with a stage. Uh, they have a company where they do, uh, you know, different types of production, yep. and so they wanted to have a building where they could house all of that and live in it at the same time. So they live in this school, and they use it as part of their business. But the paranormal investigators became part of it, and you'll you'll probably find out some of the story uh, on Thursday night, uh, and they freely let them come in. You know, They they can come in and explore and investigate, and and the couple stays down in their little apartment within the school, and they get Mm -hmm. the rest of the the place to themselves. And they have a lot of child spirits that are there. But, But nobody died in the school. No kids died in the school. But yet that doesn't stop them from appearing at the school as children. So that's a really interesting twist. There's also a darker entity there that they call the principal. And this could be a former principal. There's no real record of any former principal being this dark type of a person, uh, but there are some stories, and I don't know if they're going to make it in because the network is very sensitive to this kind of stuff. But there are some stories that there was a, a, a like a hidden janitor's closet in the boiler room, and that some paranormal investigators, when they were pretty much the first people to go in there uh, after the, the couple bought the building, and they found like blankets and they found what looked to be indicators that somebody had been keeping kids in that room. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was homeless people that were squatting there before. Yeah, We don't know, but uh, it's it's a little bit disturbing either way. So all that will probably come into play uh, in the episode coming up Thursday night. So if you haven't checked out any of the previous episodes, they'll be re- uh, running them before that, a few of them anyway, and you'll have your chance to, to catch up and see. So you saw the Whispers Estate one, and you saw the
1: Old Taylor Memorial Hospital episode. Yes,
0: so you saw the footage. I did. What did you think?
1: The uh, the the apparition. the apparition. I don't know. It's pretty convincing. It is definitely a full. F- it, there definitely is something there. There's definitely like some sort of three D. Something there.
0: There's been a lot of uh, attempts online to break it down. And which we fully welcome. I mean, uh, definitely, if you want to take that footage and break it down, it's available from DestinationAmerica.com. You can find the clip right there.
1: Break it down. Try and figure out what it could be because we don't know. Because it, it looks physical. It looks something that's physically there. But they're the only ones that are in the house. So
0: that's the, and that's the thing that a lot of people have been uh, falling back on. Like, well, we don't know. Is it, an, is it a crew member who was walking around? There is no crew. During the investigations on Ghost Stalkers, The the crew is only there to film uh, the walkthrough and to film some of the the daytime shots and things like that as they're exploring the property for the first time and and getting the tour. That's what the crew films. The investigation is shot entirely by either John or Chad, depending on who is in the location, and the static cameras that they set up around the location. Mm -hmm. There's nobody else there. They clear the building. They secure the building so that nobody can get in. So, when that footage was captured, nobody else was in that hospital except for Chad Lindbergh and whatever entity that was that walked yeah. by. So uh, that's what makes it really compelling to me. Uh, I suppose you know you're not really going to be able to figure out what it is. I mean, it's it, it, it. You can see it enough to know that it looks human, and you can see it enough to know well, at least you know some sort of a. a, a Two-legged bipedal human-esque creature, uh, and you can see the movement of it. Now, some people have said that it's naked. Some people have said that it's wearing a skin-tight suit. I don't know where I come down on that uh, in terms
1: of its actual physical right. appearance, but it just looks to me like it did look like a man. Like the first time I saw it, it did look like some somebody was in their underwear. Yeah, and some folks have said they see shoes. So
0: what is that? I mean, could it, if if it is something paranormal, if it is a, a spirit, if it is a ghost caught on camera, then perhaps it's somebody who was in the hospital. Maybe it was a a patient wandering the halls. Maybe it was uh, you know a, an orderly making their rounds. Who knows? But uh, it's definitely a fascinating piece of footage. And uh, I don't want to say that the opinion. Uh, in, in the uh, information provided by John Tenney, one of the investigators in the show, is beyond reproach. But ask anybody in the paranormal field, and he's pretty much one of the most universally respected guys. And if you read his blog about it on his website, weirdlectures.com, he reiterates that he doesn't know what it is, that he took it to experts, he took it to the head of photography for the show, showed it to him, and that person was left scratching. People who have worked on other paranormal shows have said it's the best thing that they've ever seen captured. Now, this is not faint praise. This isn't stuff that they're going to say otherwise, because as far as they're concerned, they don't care if there's a ghost or not. Mm You know, Their job is just to film the show. So if it's enough to rattle them, then maybe there's something to it. But uh, we can certainly talk about that and a whole bunch more uh, coming up. But uh, in just a moment, we'll be joined by Matt Landy, and he'll be telling us about his new album that he's working on, Glow, and also, as well, the single that will be part of that, the song... That will be uh, featured on the album called Looking Down, A Song for Cancer. And uh, we we fully support everybody going to Indiegogo.com. And uh, if you go to Indiegogo.com, search for Matt Landy, L-A-N-D-E, and you'll be able to find the page there to be able to make a donation to help the album happen. And you'll also get some stuff for your donation as well. So we'll talk to Matt about that right now because he is joining us on the phone. Matt Landy, good evening. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Uh, we are spooktaculars, we say here. Hey, I
2: like it. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I
0: came across you. I, I, I saw you the other night uh, on on Twitter. You had followed me, and so I returned the favor. And and uh, you know, I started looking into exactly because you know it's a stand-in for Grim. And I I thought you were, I thought it was just a, you know, like a Twitter joke because you kind of look like the star of Grimm. Uh, So I started checking you out and I was like, wow, really, this is actually what he does in addition to being uh, an amazing singer and songwriter.
2: Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I I work on Grimm from time to time. I I stand in and do some uh, photo double work and then uh, we just wrapped The Librarians a few months ago. It's going to be a new show on TNT. Um, and I was standing in for Noah Wiley on that And also doubling for him there And then some little cameo background stuff When they threw me in there for about half the, half the episodes For the season of that So that should be a fun show as well
0: So how does that I mean, what exactly is involved in that process? You're just basically uh, standing in there for a scene Where they don't have to uh, be literally acting So that they, they get a break?
2: Well, as far as stand-ins go um, What you do is you watch them rehearse the scene and then you go in you you have to watch carefully because sometimes you have to reenact the scene for them but they'll they'll rehearse the scene then they'll leave uh and you'll go in and kind of stand on your marks uh or move around if they need you to uh and then they'll set up the lights and the cameras around you and uh, then the actors come back in and do their thing so they kind of you know you have to wear similar clothes same colors and uh and just kind of watch what they're doing so they can get everything set up the way they need to to, to make the shot go quick, quickly.
0: And how does that uh, come about? How do you find work doing that?
2: That was kind of random. I I just When I moved to Portland two years ago from L.A., I, I just kind of came here for a change. So I signed up with a site online uh, just to do some background work or other little acting stuff that would come up. And through that, it just kind of led into being a stand-in. And then that led into being a double, also on the shows. So, yeah, it just worked out. It was really, really kind of cool. Yeah, so it random. I had I had no no intention of that. So,
0: I mean, it's certainly something that uh, you know you put on the resume and it draws people's attention for sure. Uh, but of course, music yeah. seems to be your, your first love.
2: Yeah, and music's always been what I've done since. I mean, I I got into it in a funny way. I didn't want to do that. Um, I was really nervous to do music, and but it just kind of happened. I got kind of pulled into it, and then uh, I grew and learned, and uh, just kind of stepped out of my comfort zone and did did something I never thought I'd do. And you know, before I knew it, I was playing in front of people and recording and, and doing all this crazy stuff. So, uh, so yeah, music's always always been the main the main thing. Um, but I enjoy the filming TV side of things too, for sure.
0: Is, I mean is there a different in, a difference in your mental approach from you know performing for cameras and then performing for a live crowd even though you're doing two different type of things I mean uh, it's still drawing on that creative energy
2: Yeah um, well, I mean I still I, I don't know it, it's a different feeling because I mean if if you are acting, you're in, still in front of a sometimes a large group of people, a large crew and you know the nerves can kick in so you have to be careful of that. And it's the same on stage. I mean, I still get nervous. I get nervous with everything I do. So um, that never changes. I just kind of, it kind of became my job to to keep those, that, those nerves kind of down as much as I can so I can do my job well. And um, just from doing it constantly, you, I don't know, you can just develop a way to disconnect from those nerves somewhat. But they're always there, at least for me.
0: So, uh, you know, I've noticed that uh, you have, uh, if you go to your Reverb Nation page, you have a song, Walking with Ghosts, and it seems like the, the paranormal is a topic and a subject matter that you're into.
2: Yeah, yeah, paranormal has always interested me since I was I was a kid and I had some weird things happen, and a lot of people have those stories. Um, and then, you know, I kind of, I didn't do much with it. I didn't grow up saying, oh, I'm going to be a ghost hunter. I'm going to, you know, find, get to the bottom of this. I just kind of. You know, let it go, and it always interests me. I loved watching The Exorcist, and I loved, you know, playing with a Ouija board and doing those kind of things. And then, eventually, um, ran into some people who kind of said, "Hey, you know what? We hunt ghosts. Do you want to come along?" And I said, "Sure." And took me on the Queen Mary for my first investigation in Long Beach, and uh-huh. and that was exciting. A lot of stuff happened, and um, from there, I just kind of, you know, met more people in that that field, and. And had fun just kind of seeing, seeing what it is. I mean, I never, never say this is a ghost or this is a demon, because I don't know. But, you know, when you get evidence that you can't explain or it's intelligent, then you kind of lean towards, hey, you know, maybe there are spirits. Maybe there are ghosts. I don't know. So, yeah, it's something that's, that's been an interest to me for a long time.
0: And the Queen Mary for a first investigation. I mean, that's a a lot of people's dream investigation. And to have the opportunity to go there right off the bat and and have things happen, you know, it sets you up for uh, being able to handle a lot of different things.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a lot of fun. It was only with two other people, and um, and they had done a lot of investigating. And I guess she was a sensitive, so so it was nice to kind of go with them. And and she'd sense something, and, and then we'd get... You know, verification on on that feeling from her when we'd go up and, you know, have equipment with us, and then, you know, EMS is going off and and things are happening where she felt something just with her being. So, you know, that was intriguing to me for my first time. And, um, yeah, Queen Mary is great. So cool.
0: And where are some of the other places you've had the chance to check out since then?
2: Um, oh gosh, uh, mental hospitals, um, and also went down in a there's a I forgot the name of the city but it's right outside of Portland Oregon here where I am uh we were filming a little sizzle for a a show idea a while back and we got to go down in these tunnels under uh where there used to be a mental hospital and that was pretty wow. pretty creepy so um but I, what I really enjoy is going to residences, people's houses and you know people are experiencing weird things or stuff happening to their children or things that you want to go there and say, and see if you can help or find out you know, what's going on, get to the bottom of the forum, you know, if you can. And Those are always uh, interesting, sometimes extremely weird and creepy, but, you
0: know. And uh, now with the, w- with the project here with the new album, uh, which you are uh, hoping to get some crowdsourcing uh, with, uh, the, the album is called Glow, and you have a song on it called Looking Down, and the, the idea behind the song is that it's going to help benefit cancer research
2: yeah totally. Um I wrote that song about a year ago or less um and it was about a friend of mine who had lost her husband to cancer, and it was a long battle he had um, with a really rare stomach cancer and I just kind of wrote it from the perspective of how someone would feel going through that with with their spouse um so it it's a sad song, but it's ho- it's hopeful too and it you know um and I want uh to, to give proceeds from that too my um, cancer association and that will be on the album
0: well, that's a, that's a fantastic cause for sure. And, uh, of course, we just had uh, Purple for a Purpose the other day, the World Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Day, and, and October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's on a lot of people's minds, and a lot of people are thinking about loved ones that they may have lost due to cancer or, or loved ones who have fought and through it. And if you'd like to go and make a donation, just go to Indiegogo.com and search for Matt Landy, L-A-N-D-E, and you'll be able to find how you can make a donation. You've got some perks there for people uh, if they make a donation yeah. as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I made a funny video, too, so it's not stiff, you know, it's goofy, it's my goofy self um, there, so a uh, little instruct, introduction video, and then it just came up with some cool perks for everyone, so it kind of mixes it up a little bit, and people aren't just giving their money, I mean, you're welcome to just donate, but, um, you know, there's different levels of perks for different amounts of money there, So it, so it makes it fun.
0: And just taking a look at some of them, you can get a digital download, you can get a best-of album, a signed CD, a T-shirt, uh, and and so many other things: handwritten lyrics sheet and uh, a, a Skype guitar lesson. I think there's a lot of people out there that would love to have a guitar lesson uh, from somebody that actually can make music, as opposed, you know, like I, I've taken lessons for two years. I took lessons for two years. I can't remember a single chord.
2: So yeah, yeah. yeah. In in that one it's, hour uh, guitar yeah.
0: lesson, you'll learn more than I can even
2: remember. Yeah, I think most people just want to go on there and chat, but yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, if, if someone wants a guitar lesson, it's there,
0: and we can do that. So That's uh, that's pretty awesome. So again, if uh, everybody wants to go and donate, just go to Indiegogo.com, and you can find uh, Matt Landy there, M-A-T-T-L-A-N-D-E, and uh, we have your your Facebook page linked up uh, right on the bottom of Spooky TV. If people want to check it out, you can go to Facebook.com slash Matt Landy Official, right? Is that,
2: did I get it right or backward? It's not landing
0: official. And and there you go. That's the way to do it. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, good luck with the album, with the crowdsourcing. Keep us up to date with everything that's going on. I will, Tim. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a great night.
2: You too.
0: bye And that is Matt Landy. Again, just go to Facebook.com slash official, and you'll be able to find out more about him, and you can get his music right off ReverbNation.com if you want to hear it. We're going to take a break. On the other side, we will play some of Walking with Ghosts, and then it'll be time to share your stories with us. We're calling it the Supernatural Support Group. I think we need some tech support <laughs> tonight, Matt, because yeah, we're having right. some issues there with Spooky TV. A little bit, but it's up and running again. So, just bear with us, folks. Yeah. This is, if you're new to the program, if you've never tuned in before, it's this a, is what happens. This is our thing. This is this what is, we do. This is what we're known for. Right. You know, like, <laughs> it, yeah, uh, you know, other shows are known for, you know, Howard Stern's known for being outrageous. Uh, Rush Limbaugh's known for being extremely right wing. Spooky South Coast is known for having all kinds of technical crap outs in the middle of shows. <laughs> so, we just find a way to fight through it. And you know what? I think it makes us stronger people for it. Right. Just like your paranormal experiences have probably made you stronger for having them. But if not, maybe you need some help. Maybe you want somebody to talk to. Dr. Matt and Dr. Tim are here. Again, disclaimer, we're not really doctors. <laughs> for a Supernatural Support Group, our first paranormal therapy show. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back in just a moment with more Spooky South Coast here on WBSM. <laughs> Again, if you want to make a donation, just go to Indiegogo.com, uh, Indiegogo.com and search for Matt Landy, L-A-N-D-E, to be able to make a donation. And uh, how are we doing on the Spooky TV, Matt Costa? We are all good. All right, still working all right? Open. Yep. I guess there's been some internet problems here in the studio, which is not a surprise. That Thanks. happens. That happens yeah. quite a bit. But... We fight our way through it. We find a way to get through it. That's what we do here. And uh, we also like to talk about the paranormal, which is what we do on Saturday nights. If you've never listened to the show before, we have – if I had to hazard a guess, I'd say well over 400 episodes on iTunes. Yep. Maybe closer to five. Well, not all on iTunes because of our server, our our podcast service. Had a little bit of an issue, and they were very limited in – what they could post to iTunes all of a sudden, so only our most hundred recent episodes are on Which is iTunes. Still a lot of episodes. It's, yeah, that's a lot to catch up on. Uh, but however, if you want to go back beyond that, we have the RSS feed on SpookySouthCoast.com. dot com. When you click on that, you can get every episode. It's a little bit more tricky to navigate through. Although somebody did offer to take that and and uh, find a way to clean it all up. So. Hmm. Whoever will cool. offer to do that, please uh, email us, SpookyCrew at com and we'll set you up with what you need to do that because we could use the help. <laughs> there's a lot of things that we want to do. There's a lot of uh, uh, things that we envision for the show that we just don't have the technical expertise to pull off. Right. We're lucky we can set up a couple of cameras and switch between shots. <laughs> and, and, and there's a lot of times when that doesn't even happen. Uh, but sometimes it does work, and sometimes it's magic, and hopefully that's what keeps going on tonight because, as I mentioned, it's going to be our supernatural support group paranormal therapy for you if you have a story and experience that you would like to share we would love to hear it 508-996-0500-877-996-1420 those are the numbers and if you're somebody who's been following along on Twitter and you've been waiting for this you know don't let us know who you are but as with any support group all we need is your first name you don't have to tell us your your whole name you don't even have to tell us your real name if you don't want to you can just you know Give us the story, but keep it right. short, keep it clean, because we are on the radio. This isn't like you know the blog talk radio shows that a lot of people listen to in the paranormal, the podcasts that people listen to where they can say whatever they want. We are actually broadcasting on WBSM AM 1420 in Fairhaven, Massachusetts. And we are subject to FCC fines, and we are subject to getting called into the boss's office if, uh, if things get out of control so we have to keep it clear keep it, keep it concise as well we're going to have to limit everybody to only a couple of minutes uh, not only because we want to make sure that if other people want to call in and share they get a chance to but that's kind of the rules around here mm-hmm. you know when we take calls in we we kind of have to keep it limited to a certain amount uh, so you just be aware of that when you call in at five oh eight nine nine six zero five hundred. 877-996-1420 and if you're watching on Spooky TV you'll see those numbers. I don't know if they're on the screen right now. That was a perfect point. I wasn't looking but the numbers are right there beneath us and you'll be able to uh, (laughs) I should probably put it up there and be able to monitor it but you'll be able to call in and share on those numbers. You can also tweet us as well. Our uh, Twitter account is at SpookySC S-P-O-O-K-Y-S-C and you can also tweet us individually I'm at, at Tim Weisberg. Matt Koss is at, at Smoking Monkeys. Our co-host, Stephanie Burke, who is uh, out because she's a new mom. She's at S Burke 910 And Matt Moniz, our other co-host who's out tonight, refuses to use Twitter. But we're going to work on that. We're going to get him uh, involved. But it, And if you want to discuss the show while it's happening, use the hashtag SpookyLive. Can't get any easier than that, right, Matt? Right. And, uh, and, and Twitter is probably the best... Chat option that we have these days because every time we try to put another chat room on our side, it just didn't work.
1: Yeah. Not, not that there's there a lot of people on Twitter. It's the
0: studio, though. It's not us. We have to clarify that. <laughs> the firewalls and the computers here wouldn't allow us to access the chat. So people were having great discussions on the chat room, but we couldn't see it. Right. All right. Are you ready to go to the phones?
1: I am, yes. You ready?
0: Doctor? Have you put on your doctor's uh, yes. hat yet?
1: This is, this is as doctors we get. Maybe you should get some Dr. Peppers.
0: That's I know I was drinking regular Coke instead of <laughs> Dr. Pepper. We need to get an official soft drink sponsor
1: for Spooky South Coast. We I do. I mean, well, I drink Monster all the time.
0: I did a paranormal, so. uh, you know, a, bl- a blog talk show the other night with uh, all the guys from Ghost Stalkers. Yeah. And one of the hosts said that he has connections with Monster and Rockstar mm-hmm. and all the energy drinks. And he was trying to hook up a deal for Ghost Stalkers. Uh-huh. But I think we should get that deal for Spooky South Coast because. You know, it, is,
1: it is supposed to be made by the devil. Apparently, <laughs> did, did you see that video? <laughs> no. Oh, oh. yeah. There's... It's the devil's piss. Some lady ex- explains the whole can, can, can layout. Video? I, I ex- did. I yeah, already did. It's after nine. She explained the whole can thing and how uh, the M is actually three three sexes.
0: Uh huh. And uh-huh.
1: in, in like Sanskrit or something. So That's you some saw this sex video, sex. but you didn't book her for the show. I don't know. I don't, th- I don't think she would return my calls. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you have backpack. a monster yeah.
0: backpack, you, <laughs>
1: you wear monster gear. You're like, right. you're like kind
0: you remind me of, kind of like you remind me of <laughs> like the the really the the really gross people in the '90s that were like marble or everything. <laughs> like I got everything from the marble, marble or country store. I got a jacket. I got a hat. I got a backpack. I got an inflatable boat, and I got cancer. <laughs> like that's what they ended up getting, like, because they they were smoking all these cigarettes to get a free gear, and they end up getting sick as a result of it. You're going to end up, like, never being able to sleep again. (laughs) All right. We do have a call patiently waiting on the line while we're goofing off here. So 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420 are the numbers. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast on our first Supernatural support group. How are you?
3: I'm good. How are you?
0: Uh, We are spooktaculars, we say here.
3: So Spectacular.
0: Do you, do you have a, an experience you would like to share with us?
3: Um, I am. My name is Carrie, and I lived 10 feet from a cemetery uh, in my apartment complex. And every day I would leave my house, and I would shut a door, and every day I would come home, and it would be open. Then um, my stove top would always turn on by itself. Hmm. So it wasn't until the Halloween party that when everyone got together in the apartment complex that everyone started to say all their different stories of what was going on. And then I finally figured out that it just wasn't me. And that's why I didn't sleep for a year.
0: Wow. And, and so what are, were they all having like a similar type experience or were some people's more severe or?
3: Um, Some of the people, it was doors slamming. It was um, for myself. I had shadow figures in the doorways. I had a shadow of a gun over my head at one point. Um, To this day, I still sleep with my TV on, and it's been five years.
0: Wow, that, that happened when I was younger you know I, my first experiences were in my aunt's haunted house and she used to sleep with the TV on to try to drown out all the noise of everything that was going on the faucets turning on and and the footsteps and everything so uh, I can definitely feel for you there and
3: yeah I, I just don't understand if it was from you know my house when I was a, a child was built on an Indian burial ground so we used to have like faucets going on you know things happening in the house and so when I went to this apartment complex, you know, the similar things were happening, and so everyone started to kind of congregate and say like similar experiences. And you know, the minute I moved out, I was able to sleep, but I still have the TV on.
0: Well, I mean, I suppose that that's going to take some some uh, some time to get over. You know, when you go through an experience like that, it's going to take some time to feel comfortable again. But the important thing is, though, is that it wasn't anything didn't it didn't sound like it's anything malevolent anyway.
3: No, I don't think so. I just think it was a lot of, um, from being next to the cemetery, I think it was just people trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. And um, they even knew my name, so I would hear my name in the middle of the night. And so I just think it was just people just passing through. Could, so I don't I mean- think it was... I, was say, I don't, I don't know it anything demon or anything like that.
0: Listen to this. It's our first time taking calls, and I'm talking over the caller. <laughs> I apologize for that. <laughs> it's
3: okay.
0: I, but I wonder if it's uh, – I mean, we've taken calls before, but we've never been dependent on it. Uh, so the, uh, the other possibility, too, is that when they built the apartment complex, is, is it possible that that land was also part of the cemetery and things kind of got moved around a little bit?
3: It actually was. It turns out that when I went to the Historical Society, that that um, apartment complex was built on top of the old cemetery from the 1800s.
0: Uh-huh. So that might be part of it there, you know, like that, that scene in uh, in Poltergeist. That's horrible. <laughs> you yeah, moved the headstones, but you
3: left the bodies, didn't you? <laughs> I know. That's the most horrible movie ever.
0: No, that's the greatest movie ever. I love that movie.
3: So, oh, it was a movie, but my gosh, that when the the coffins are coming out of the ground in the swimming pool, that was just
0: well, over the top. The even creepier story that just came out, uh, I think it was last year that the story broke, that some of those corpses were real. Oh, my God. Seriously? Some of those were actually cadavers from the medical school uh, that, they, that they used uh, in the pool scene because they couldn't get fake ones that looked realistic enough.
3: Okay, that's a little more freakier than I wanted to know.
0: Well, let's think of that next time you watch it.
3: Uh, I don't think I'm going to watch it now.
0: Well, so now, did, so this helped to, to to foster an interest in the paranormal with you, though, to, to have these experiences both, uh, you know, when you were younger and, and, and then more recently.
3: I've always been um, part of just wanting to know what what is on the other side, and just wanting to be in touch with what. Could possibly be on the other side and I've been like that since I think I was five years old and my I remember my father used to say that I was always with a camera or with a recorder trying to find things in corners and I was talking to people and things like that so I think it's always been something that's part of me and to this day I've always wanted to be on an investigation and and so I film a lot and I try to capture a lot but so far I think I'm just more sensitive to things that are happening around me.
0: Well, you know, if you come out this way, there's plenty of haunted locations, but just remember, you got to bring the burgers with you.
3: Oh, I will. All right. i got my In-N-Out burgers.
0: <laughs> we've, been, we've been kidding around on Twitter about In-N-Out burger. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I know that, you know, you've, you've been out to California, yeah. Matt. Did you get to try them? I did. It's pretty good. You bastard. I
3: didn't think you guys were going to know it was me.
0: I knew it was you. I can't believe that you tried them and you didn't bring animal, me back one. I know soap. I know that you drove across country, but still, I would have. I, would've, I, I would've, actually I have
1: animal sauce in my refrigerator if you want. I'll, I'll give you some. Animal sauce? Yeah.
0: What's that, Carrie?
1: What's animal sauce?
3: Oh, it's the animal fries. So it's the fries, and then they put the Thousand Island dressing on it's it. It's not Thousand Island that,
1: dressing. It's animal sauce. <laughs> it's
3: not the animal sauce. But you need to try the Neapolitan milkshake.
0: And, and what's uh, what? should should we ask what that is, or do we have to? Would you have to kill us if you told us?
3: No, the Neapolitan it's off the menu, so it's all the milkshakes mixed into one. So it's the strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate.
0: <laughs> they must hate working it <laughs> in a <an> no <old> burger. <laughs> while, well, while I've got you on the phone, I might as well ask you. Then, have you heard of the uh, the McGangbang?
3: <laughs> the McGang? No, I haven't.
0: All right, you go to McDonald's to the drive-through. You ask for one of those. And see if they can uh, see if they'll make it for you.
3: I don't know if I'm going to ask for that.
0: I'll, I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you later on what it is.
3: Okay, so DM me that.
0: All right. Well, thank uh, thank you very much for the phone call and for sharing your experience with us.
3: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, and ho- guys.
0: hopefully you'll call again sometime.
3: Oh, I will definitely. Right. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Five oh eight nine nine six zero five hundred eight seven seven nine nine six fourteen twenty are the numbers if you'd like to call in. And I'm still I'm still in awe at the fact that you went to in and L Burger and didn't bring yeah. anything back. <laughs> you've offered you've been like, Hey, you want me to bring you back White Castle? I'm going this way. I'm like, Yeah, no, White Castle's gross.
1: But it would have been I don't know if it would have been
0: How yeah. long how long does it take you to get from California
1: back to here? Um from the Inn and Burger. Well, not literally from the In-N-Out Burger, but just... from the time we were there, it probably would have been three weeks old. I might have taken that chance.
0: I might have taken that chance. Well, the the funny part of this entire story, and I I told Carrie this on Twitter, was that I actually stayed in L.A. to film my ghost story at a hotel that was literally 200 yards from an In-N-Out Burger. Hmm. I was there for two days, and I never went over there and got one.
1: Nice. There's actually a lot of burger places that... We should go on a burger tour, but like we should get it sponsored. Yeah, now burger, uh, Carl's Jr. Yeah, I see all the commercials um, for Carl's what- Jr. Water Burger, Crystal Burger. There's so many burger places. Jack
0: in the Box, which we used to have here, but we don't anymore. Hmm. All right, we're gonna get that sponsored. <laughs> we're gonna have this Spooky South Coast World Burger Tour. <laughs> I don't know who do you get for a sponsor for that? Heinz Ketchup, I don't
1: know.
0: maybe Heinz would be a good
1: idea burgers and boogie mentor
0: oh see i like uh, the way you think this is already turning into a thing <laughs> Five. We, should,
1: we should get like an rv and just go <laughs> I know where we can get an RV.
0: I know a couple of the guys that have one. Actually, I think they just rent it. 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420 are the numbers to call in and share. Uh, I will ask you this, though. When you did travel across the country, did you stop at any? Uh, you know, we, There's a lot of haunted places and famously haunted locations that I would love to get out there and see. Did you stop at any of those while no, you were? No, I didn't.
1: I, um, about. I wanted to stop at Roswell. But it was a couple hours, a couple hours out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to go to Tombstone; that'd be kind of cool. And where in California did you go? Did you just hit like Los Angeles area, or uh, San Diego, and then um, the middle, whatever <laughs> the middle is—the <laughs> middle,
0: mid-California?
1: Because yeah. <laughs> uh, then, then up to San Francisco, actually an hour north of San, San Francisco.
0: Wow, the, the one spot that I was sorry that I didn't get to go to when I was out there was the Winchester Mystery House. Yeah, because I would love to get in there and 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 just explore, like not even yeah. investigate, just go in there and just and, get lost. Yeah, just go <laughs> poke around. And uh, we've actually been on a few investigations where we felt like we were in the Winchester Mystery House with some of the the strange designs, like you know the Faring Tavern in Wareham having the the, the strange design that it has because it's different uh, additions built together, yeah. and they don't always necessarily work together. So there was always that moment. I don't know if you remember like the first time we went through there, but there's that moment where we're walking through on the second floor, and you can see the window into the other room, right? but you can't get into the other room. And you're like, how do you get there? And it's like, it's a whole <laughs> other part of the house that you can't access, and then you have to realize that you have to go downstairs and go through the kitchen, and then go into the back room there, and then go up a staircase there
1: to right. get into it's it. It was very poorly designed.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's cool for a ghost investigation, that's for sure, especially when we bring legend trips, then we have people there, so then it works out even more. Uh, So if you would like to call in and share, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. The lines will be open throughout the entire next hour as well. We do have about five minutes here before we have to take a break for the network news, but we'll squeeze in this call. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with our supernatural support group, Your Paranormal Therapy. How are you?
4: Oh, hi. Hi, you're
0: on the uh, air. I'm
4: Hi. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm good. My name is Eileen.
0: Hello, Eileen. Thank you for calling in.
4: Oh, yeah, sure. Thanks for uh, taking my call.
0: Do you have a an experience you would like to share with us?
4: I do. I've, I mean, I've had numerous since I was little. I've had a lot. And you said you're in Massachusetts?
0: We are, yes, uh, on the south coast of Massachusetts.
4: Oh, that's great. I'm actually in New York, and um, I vacation in Massachusetts quite a bit, so every time I have vacationed there, I've had an experience.
0: <laughs> Where, whereabouts do you vacation? Every time.
4: Um, when I was on on, Cape, on the Cape, I went uh, vacationing on Cape Cod, um, also, you know, Motha's Vineyard, mm-hmm. um, places like that. But, it, you know, anywhere I went, I always... Had a visitor, you know. Somebody was always visiting me, and I'm like, you know, just leave me alone. I'm on vacation, you know. <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, we're we're actually literally like at the at the very beginning of Cape Cod, uh, you know. We're we're between New Bedford and Cape Cod, so we're, we're like right there. Uh, what's probably the most profound experience oh, no. that you had on the Cape?
4: Well, I wouldn't say it was profound. I mean, it, it, but it just it, just something very simple, like uh, you know, I would just wake up. Uh, out of the deep sleep uh, one time and it was like 2 in the morning and and there was a man standing at the foot of my bed and he was just in total shadow but I could see he was wearing a suit though and um, he didn't say anything he just, he just stood there and I'm like uh, are you going to say anything? <laughs> and he didn't and then uh, so it, it was weird. That room kind of smelled like um, a funeral home.
0: Hmm. Like that formaldehyde um, smell?
4: It, yeah, and like the this, this sweet smell of flowers. And I was actually, we were right next to a, uh, a graveyard. And, uh, you know, I didn't really think anything of that because, um, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you know, they're, there's never any ghosts in or spirits walking around in graveyards. Yeah, because why?
0: Why would they hang around there?
1: Right.
4: Right. <laughs> so, but he was in the you know he was in like a three piece suit. So I just thought maybe he he was just you know he just died and and uh, you know so he was just wandering around and so I actually changed rooms and uh, the next day the same thing happened. The you know the spirit came to my to to the new room. Yeah, to the new room I was staying in, and uh, but I never knew what he wanted though. He never he never spoke. He just stood there and kind of kind of creepy. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> he, didn't say, he didn't say anything, so it was uh, it was weird. But I actually had um, a really bad experience uh, back in the early nineties in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. I was living there for about six months. And uh it was a, a shadow person. It was a, a you know, a dark entity and uh I was like terrorized for six months. It was wow. total hell living there. And at the time I didn't have you know, there was no really no ghost hunter, you know, no nobody investigating at that time. There was nothing uh going on, so
0: so you kind of it just have to nuts. suffer through it, yeah.
4: Yeah, it was it was a really hard time. I, I was just, you know how when things happen to you, you just kind of ration, you try and reason or rationalize it in some way, but it's, uh, you know, it, it, it just, um, it, it didn't, uh, you know, none, none of that helped at all, you know. So I would be, like what would happen was is I would be lying in bed and um, it would feel like, that there was, like, a small cat, like, wrapped up around, uh, laying on my shins. And then I would, like, turn around. I would just lay on my side. And then it would feel like somebody was touching me from the tips of my, you know, the tip of my, t- my feet, you know, the bottom of my feet to, the, to my shoulder, just somebody very lightly touching me. And um, that went on for six months. That was happening, and then um, I would wake up to, like, screams. It would be screaming in my ear, and uh, also, like, underneath the bed, it was like somebody was lying underneath the bed, although it was, like, boxes and things underneath there, so nobody could actually get under there.
0: I, I hate to cut and, you off for of the creepiest part there, but we do have to go oh, for sure. the news. Uh, but thank you ah, for the call.
4: Okay. All right. Oh, sure, no problem.
0: Bye-bye. back, hour number two of Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa, science advisor, Matt Moniz, and our other co-host, Stephanie Burke. They are not here tonight. They are both off. So, But we don't take days off. Nope. Nope, we're here. If it's a Saturday night, we are here to talk about the paranormal. And uh, we are here taking your calls tonight as well at 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. And I've been getting a lot of requests from from people, a lot of our friends, our Legend Trippers, asking, when is the next Legend Trips event? And I can just tell you that Jeff Belanger and I have had the craziest fall season that we've ever had. We haven't had any time to really get anything going. However, we are going to be having a meeting this week. We're going to be, well, a phone meeting. We're going to be having a discussion about getting the ball rolling on the events for 2015, including Dead of Winter at the Lizzie Boyden Bed and Breakfast. So we should have details about that. Uh, And we're also putting together our annual Oddfest Christmas party, where See the Legend Trips events are a little different. We charge, we try to keep it around ninety nine dollars. Some events like Lizzie Borden's are a little bit more expensive. That's one hundred and thirty five dollars. We try to keep it at a price tag where it's affordable for folks, but at the same time, the location can make some money for their restoration right. efforts and continued operations and things like that. So, you know, there's there's a, a balance that we have to find there. But every once in a while, we want to be able to do something to give back to our Legend Trippers, so the people who. Uh, support us all year because we have a, a, like an 80-something percent return rate. People that come to our events, they come again and again and again. And so when they're supporting our cause, we want to help them out and help support their cause. So we're going to be having our second, well, no, our third annual Odd Fest. And this time, uh, instead of being to benefit Toys for Tots, we're going to be den- uh, benefiting a different charity. Uh, but it's also going to be the same type of idea. You will get into the event for free if you just bring an unwrapped toy for a donation. And that gets you into, we're going to find a bar, we're going to rent out the bar, mm-hmm. and all you have to do is bring a toy to get in, and they'll be serving drinks, they'll be serving food, you can eat, you can drink, have some fun. I can tell you that some of the, the quote-unquote Paris celebs, you know how much I hate that word, but some of the <laughs> some of the more recognizable names from paranormal television, they're planning on coming by. I can't drop any names cool. just yet. But uh, I can tell you who's come in the past. You know, we've had Dustin Parry come from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International. We've had Keith Johnson come, who you know from Ghost Mm -hmm. Hunters. We've, you know, people, they like to come. They like to come and hang out and just spend some time kicking back and partying. And sure, we talk about the paranormal, but we have some fun as well at Oddfest. So we'll be doing that again this year. I don't know if, uh, I think we're going to try and put it on Cape Cod because the charity that we're working with is a Cape-based charity. Mm Mm-hmm. And we just think that it just might be easier for them and all their local people to come and take part. But we've got to find a venue that will work with us, too. So if anybody out there knows a place on the Cape that would be willing to help us out, you can let us know. Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. And we'll be able to uh, pull something together pretty quickly, I hope, because we've only got a few weeks to promote it. And speaking of a few weeks away, Matt, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. How do you feel about listening to me talk about ghosts for an hour?
1: I think it's riveting.
0: <laughs> How would you feel about listening to me talk about ghosts for an hour if you knew that at the very end you were getting a badass buffet dinner? Hmm. Would that make it even, even better?
1: Should I just give you my credit card information? You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you that it would only be $29 to come to this That's event? A good deal. And uh, and it's not, of course. I'm not charging you twenty nine dollars. It's going to a great cause, the Southeastern Council for the Social Studies. They're having their monthly meeting coming up on December third, and it'll be happening at the Century House in Acushnet. And if you would like to take part in this, we'll be there for a five thirty attitude adjustment slash cocktail hour. That'll be your chance to come and unwind a little bit before we get into the event itself. Have a few drinks. You know, a little social time talking with folks. And then at 6 o'clock, I'll be presenting Ghosts of the South Coast. It is my PowerPoint presentation, multimedia presentation, uh, where we talk about some of the more interesting ghost stories and uh, mythologies and, and weird history of the South Coast area. So you'll get all of that as part of this event. Nice. There will be a and a portion after the presentation, and then at 7 o'clock you get a buffet dinner. And I'm going to read to you, 7.15, I'm sorry, will be the, the uh, buffet dinner. I'm going to read to you what you get as part of this buffet. You, this Like, get ready to have your mind explode. This will be, and again, it's from the Century House. So anybody that's ever been to an event at the Century House in a Cushionette knows how great the food is there. It will include roast tenderloin of pork carved, Sirloin tips with mushrooms and onions, roasted chicken, baked scrod, long grain and wild rice, roasted red bliss potatoes, assorted vegetables, assorted rolls, vanilla ice cream with strawberry sauce, coffee and tea. All of that, plus ghosts of the South Coast presentation, twenty-nine dollars. That's pretty good. That includes tips and gratuity. Tip and gratuity. You can't go wrong with that. It, uh, it really is a fantastic deal. So if you would like to get involved with that, you can make your reservation now. Uh, you can uh, contact – let me get you the information here because i am got to just switch my screen. Open up the poster. And I will have all this information, of course, on my Twitter and Facebook accounts as well so that you'll be able to, to find out more. But, again, it's happening on Wednesday, December 3rd at the Century House in Kushnet. For information or reservations, you can call 508 508- nine eight four three four two nine or email dvd at comcast.net. So that's DVDVD at Comcast.net. And just shoot me an email or a message or, or a tweet if you need that information again and I will provide it for you. And again, this all is sponsored by the Southeastern Council for the Social Studies. Uh, it's their annual, it's their winter meeting and There'll be a little bit of business for the council during the event, but generally it's going to be come, hang out, eat, drink, listen to me talk. And I, I have a plan. I have to go and talk to the Sentry House and mm-hmm. find out if we can do this. But Stephanie, who's done a lot of events over there at the Century House uh, over the years, yep. she said she's never had a chance to really poke around and, and connect with any of the spirits over there, but she says the energy there is off the charts. Hmm. So I'm thinking, as long as it's cool with the Sentry House... I'm going to bring some of my ghost hunting equipment with me, some of the uh, equipment that we use on Legend Trips events, and I will bring it. And if it's all right with the Century House, we will poke around with some of that equipment and see if we can't uh, find any activity happening uh, after the uh, dinner and the meeting and everything are all over. So in addition to to getting a buffet dinner and getting the presentation, you may get to do a little ghost hunting as well. So not a bad deal for $29. Yeah. So again, email dv dvd at comcast.net dot net or call five zero eight nine eight four three four two nine. What do you think you're going to go
1: for twenty nine bucks?
0: Sign me up. It's not a bad deal. I could uh, I could always tell them that you're uh, my tech crew.
1: <laughs> this
0: is this is the guy that carries in all my stuff. <laughs> Buffet for twenty
1: nine dollars is not bad. Yeah,
0: you can't beat that. The Century House meal. No. And uh, I was talking with Stephanie who has. Held events there, and has gone over the menu, and she said that that's not really all that far above uh, what the Century House charges huh. for that meal. Like you know, to to the council for putting on this meeting, right? So they're they're really giving you a great deal uh, to be able there and to be able to go in there and, and have that type of a meal. And I, I don't, I'm I'm going to be embarrassed by how much food I'm going to be eating because I want to try <laughs> all of it. It all sounds yeah. good. I'll, I'll try the scrub I'll try the I'll try the pork. Oh, yeah. I'll try the steak tips. It all sounds so good. I don't know if I can. Well, that's why they have a buffet, exactly. So you, you can, can try a little bit of everything, exactly. or a lot of everything. And uh, of course, uh, people can come up to me while I'm eating dinner and, and share with me their own experiences. They're not comfortable talking in the group setting, but just be aware that if you do that, I'm just going to keep eating while you're yeah.
1: talking to me. It's probably going to be mouthful, but yeah, don't reach. Don't reach in my general <laughs> vicinity.
0: Uh, no, I can behave when I have to. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be very formal in my dining hall. I'll have my fanciest napkin tucked into my shirt. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. Those are the numbers to call in and share whatever is on your mind. If you would like to take part in our discussion tonight, we are calling it the Supernatural Support Group our paranormal therapy for you. If you would like to call in and share your experiences, maybe you had something that you've never been able to share with anybody else before you can do so by calling in and telling us. And Matt, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because when we went into this program almost nine years ago, you hadn't really had a lot of paranormal experiences, right? And I know that we've asked you a a few times here over the years, if you feel like you've had some before, Mm-hmm. And I think that you generally feel that like you've had some sort of unexplainable things happen uh, in the last nine years.
1: Yeah, just, I, I mean, it's just, um, I don't know if I can chalk everything up to paranormal. Mm-hmm. Or just, like, sometimes your mind just runs away from you, and I don't know. Then um, then there's the other stuff, the, the stuff that you can't explain. That's the stuff that we kind of strive to find answers for.
0: But that's for your own... Journey and your own growth to be able to to process those and see what happens. Did you think that when we got involved in this, though, that you'd ever become a sounding board for other people to share their own experiences? Because I'm sure you're like me. I'm sure you're just out there doing your daily business, and somehow conversations you have with people always come back to the paranormal.
1: Yeah. um, I I mean, especially lately, uh, Bridgewater Triangle has come up a lot, especially Mm -hmm. since it's been on, it's been everywhere in this area. Right. But, um, yeah, like um, like coworkers will start c- talking about the Bridgewater Triangle and be like, "Well, let me tell you, <laughs> I know the guy. <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy. I have met the man who coined <laughs> the term Bridgewater Triangle. We actually had that guy on when it was a crappier film, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, was, a that fan- it was it. Wasn't a, it yeah, was yeah, but crappier. now it's a fantastic. It was, film. It was the good, new then, one, yeah. and the new one is even better. So, but uh, it, so.
0: I mean, how do you handle that when people are telling you your, their, their experiences? If you're someone who, you know, you don't feel like you can say 100% that you have had that happen to you, then how do you handle when somebody comes up and tells you, oh, you're into the paranormal? Well, let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. I mean, does your mind immediately say, uh, hold on here, like, let's not buy everything that they're trying to sell me here? Or do you find that you're sympathetic to them and, and, and very much, uh, you know, believing that they believe what happened to them?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you can't um, just kind of be totally abrasive and just shut down. There, you kind of—I mean, they're 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 sharing their experience with you, so you're gonna um, you you want to hear them out. You want to hear what they have to say, and then, I mean, you weren't there personally, right? That's so, I mean, that's
0: the one thing uh, that you have to take into account is that. You weren't there. And uh, too many people try to debunk other
1: people's experiences when they weren't there. Yeah, and just because this person may be like a terrible storyteller and they just kind of fudge their story up totally, um, that could just totally discredit their story, but their experience might still be true.
0: I do find it hard when people go a little bit beyond what I consider my comfort zone of the paranormal. You know, when, when like, I believe that people have these experiences, and I believe that this stuff happens, mm. and I know that it happens. It's happened to me, and I've seen it happen to other people. I don't know if I get into all of the metaphysical, spiritual side of things. Mm. You know, I don't know if I, I buy the guardian angels and the love and light and the higher mm. ascended when, masters and all those started things. talking
1: about leprechauns and unicorns. Um, I start checking myself out.
0: Yeah, that's some of that stuff. That's just
1: me, but I'm not saying uh, unicorns don't exist. But
0: right, exactly. I'm not saying that I'm I'm I'm
1: right. I'm just saying that I have a hard time. But till they have a sci-fi episode, uh, show that's searching for unicorns, then I won't believe it. Are you volunteering to be part of the cast
0: <laughs> if that happens? Yes. you can be the resident <laughs> skeptic for the uni- for the unicorn hunting. Uh, what, what will they call it? I know, horn hunters. Right. <laughs>
1: Yep. horn stars <laughs>
0: <laughs> I won't say it on the air cuz I don't want to incur an FCC fine but somebody I was talking to earlier today she had a great idea for a paranormal TV show and it had a it had a title that would certainly get people's attention
1: Really Yes but I can't say it it's on too the air risky. Yes I understand
0: I wish I knew like how to actually make the the censored beeping sound cuz then I would just say it and beep over it mm mm-hmm. Mhm like Stephanie Miller. She just says it and beeps it. You could shut your mic off and just melt
1: it to the camera.
0: No, I, don't, I don't know if I can't <laughs> it that. Is this camera even working? I it wasn't know. working
1: before. It's fine.
0: So the uh, so, so that's a, an issue that I think that, uh, is a problem that I have with a lot of stories that people tell me. is Sometimes it gets beyond where I'm willing to, to, to take my believability. And... Maybe that's my own ignorance. Maybe that's my own uh, inability to expand the borders of my mind. That if people can have these experiences with something that we can't explain, then why am I trying to keep it within an area in which we can explain it? If I'm not talking myself into circles there. Where you're having uh, what goes beyond our knowledge of physics and our current understanding of what's possible in the physical world, well, shouldn't that just leave anything on the table? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we be able to say, well, if I can't, you know, if I can't define that, then I guess, you know, I have no definition for anything.
1: Yeah, um, that's kind of similar to like what first kind of swayed me into um, first opening my, I guess, opening my mind and opening my eyes to the 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 fact that there could be paranormal activity, paranormal, um, unexplained paranormal phenomenon out there, is like once you accept one thing, then it opens up doors to other things. It's like, well, if psychic phenomenon is you start believing in that, then why don't you believe in other things? If they can talk to the other side, then that opens the door to, well, then... Maybe you can actually capture a ghost on um, on a camera, on a digital camera. Then it opens up the door to maybe EVPs could be acceptable evidence. We and so on. I don't know who was I who I was
0: discussing this with. But it, I want to say it was happening. I think it was I was in the studio. Maybe it was an online conversation or what. But uh, the topic came up that maybe a spirit medium, a psychic. um, uh, Maybe they're not picking up on uh, the dead people that are around us, but maybe they're picking up on our memories of a dead person. Maybe they're tapping Mm -hmm. into our own minds rather than somebody who's no longer with us. And I'm perfectly willing to accept that. And I'm perfectly willing to accept the possibility that the mediums think that they're talking to a dead person, and that's how it's portrayed to them, but it is just a Uh, creation of the person's mind. Now, I know some of you out there with with mediumship abilities, and if Stephanie was here with me, Uh, she'd probably argue with me on that, Uh, but that's entirely a possibility. It could be a a creation, a thought form, a tulpa, whatever you want to call it, a projection, you know, help me, Obi-Wan, you're our only hope. It could be that coming from, you know, our brains could be the R2-D2 projecting that image. Isn't that just as fascinating? Is the idea that it could be a dead person around us? Isn't that just as paranormal? That it could be something that we're creating and fostering? I think so, yeah. Would you... What would you rather have be the end result of all this if we found out exactly what was going on? Would you rather that it turned out that the dead are all around us and that they never really go away? Or would you rather find out that there is infinite possibility of the human mind that we just haven't tapped into yet?
1: I mean both are kinda awesome. Right. But probably the the mind. Because I don't know, I don't want people hanging around. I'm a loner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want you don't want ghosts
0: watching you poop is what you're saying? Yeah, it's like this privacy issues. I, I I think the only thing see either one would be fine with me. The only thing that I would have somebody asked me this the other day. They asked me, they said what what would be what, what's the one thing that you're scared of the most? ...about the afterlife. And the thing that scares me the most about it is that there is no afterlife. That it just ends. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, I'll accept it. But that's the thing that worries me the most about it is if that's all If that's all there is, then there's no more. And then if I die, and when I die, I find out there is no more. There is no ability to come back. There is no ghosts. Well, then what did I spend my life chasing around? you know what was it that i was pursuing at that time uh, for all this time and hmm. it, if it wasn't that and then that's only going to open even more questions that unfortunately I won't be able to answer at that point right i don't know so. it's uh this is the heavy stuff man this is heavy and uh, if anybody would like to join in the discussion 508-996-0500 877-996-1420 those are the numbers, and that second number is toll-free. So you will not incur any charges uh, toll-free uh, anywhere in the United States. I know that some of you are listening across the world. Can't help you there. I'm sorry. We don't have an international toll-free line. We're not uh, We're not the big overnight paranormal program. We don't have that type of funds. But uh, we do have the toll-free number, 877-996-1420. I think if that was the case, if it did turn out to be that we are – creating this ourselves it would explain a lot of these hauntings and it would explain a lot of the cat and mouse game that we seem to play with the hauntings over the years because we say well we think that we've got a, a, a handle on what it could be and we have a way to investigate for it and then suddenly the game changes and we're no you know you know what i mean it, it's almost right. like we're captain ahab and, and, and the full-bodied apparition is our white whale. And we just can't seem to catch it. And it always gets the better of us. Well, maybe that's because we can't get to it because it's the chase that we're creating. And if we're creating the chase, we're never going to reach the carrot. You know what I mean? Like I'm, we're, I'm combining we're, a lot
1: of metaphors here. but We're not letting ourselves. Exactly. Let Each it. time
0: that we get closer, we put it off a little bit more into the distance. Hmm. Because otherwise what what happens what <laughs> what happens if tomorrow somebody comes forward with conclusive proof of life after death? I think the ghost stalkers did a pretty good job of it with that full bodied apparition they caught on camera, but let's just say somebody comes forward with full definitive proof of the existence of ghosts. What the hell are we all gonna do then?
1: I don't know there would be. Thousands of blog talk radio. <laughs> I mean, blog talk radio would shut down. Basically, you would that that company would just go bankrupt.
0: <laughs> they have lots of other non paranormal shows. I but don't know. Yeah, you're right. But all of a sudden, though, all of the all of these things that we do, all of this uh, stuff that we have been pursuing, we're screwed because now we've got the answer, the answer that we are seeking, and once that answer is achieved what else are you going to do? I mean, you can go and chase it again and again and again to prove that it's it's really that, but it changes the way that you do things. Mm-hmm. I mean, when cavemen were trying to figure out how to make fire and they tried a variety of different ways and they never were able to make fire and then they figured out how to make fire, the way that they figured out how to make it, they just stuck with that and it worked. <laughs> yeah. So then all they had to do was rub two sticks together, and sooner or later they'd have fire. So all we have to do is, I don't know, go to a haunted location, charge up the atmosphere, you know, take a few pictures, and boom, there's a ghost. And if it becomes repeatable, and then it becomes definitive, now we know how to do it. And then where's the fun of it? Hmm. Where does all of that go? So then if it is something that we are doing in our own minds, we're subconsciously aware of that, so we're going to keep Pushing it out of reach, you know. We're not going to sit there and suddenly decide. Oh, wait a minute! I can make this happen. It's actually me that's causing this. I can th- sit here and think and make the door slam. I can sit here and think and make a shadow figure walk across the room. Whatever. Yeah. We're not going to let that happen because then all of a sudden Ahab caught the whale, and then the book isn't nearly as good. Mm. Combining a lot of <laughs> lot of metaphors and similes tonight. This is uh. This, this might be a record. Right? <laughs> 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. You can talk about it on Twitter using the hashtag spooky live. And uh, I guess maybe, maybe we'll put the supernatural support group idea, the paranormal therapy, maybe we'll put that back on the back burner. Because <laughs> we're not getting a lot of calls here. I thought yeah. we would be getting inundated with phone calls here with people that wanted to share their paranormal experiences. But... I guess not. So chalk this up to a you know save that for later. Stephanie's going to kill us, by the way. Yeah, well, because when she left uh, to go become a mom, she said, "Don't throw it all down the crapper. You know, keep keep it <laughs> rolling. We've been having some great shows. We had James Van Prague on. We had Bob Olson. We had Mark Anthony. Uh, we've done some fantastic shows over the last couple of months. Keep it going." Don't let it fall. Don't let it fall off. And, and here it is, you and I talking. So I can f- feel the broad, uh, the podcast numbers plummeting as we speak. We should talk about burgers
1: again. <laughs> I could talk about burgers yeah. forever. That should be a completely different show. But uh, w- back to um, um, the, the kind of like chasing the, the whale, I guess. Um, do you think that's why... I see in like paranormal investigation that like when a lot of people are using a lot of equipment or pers- some equipment, they keep using it and keep using it, and the harder they try, <clears throat> the less evidence they actually get. Mm. Do you think that's attributed to what you were talking about?
0: I think that's a combination of two things. I think that it's uh, you're right in the regard that it could very well be that the more they get used to it, the more they're pushing it off. Yeah. If, if it is a creation of their own mind. But uh, if whether it's that or whether ghosts are actually a real physical existed phenomena, it, it, no matter what the explanation, it's also possible that when they first start using it, they're using it wrong. And that's why they're getting results, because they're getting false positives. Mm-hmm. And then the more they get used to the equipment, the more they handle it, the more they realize, the more they research it, then they're using it correctly. And then they're not getting the same results because now they're not getting those false positives. Which is why I always recommend to people, never get a piece of equipment and just run right out and take it on an investigation. You have to take it, you have to play with it, you have to mess around with it. We've done it. I mean, we've gotten equipment on a day yeah. and used it at a Legend Trips event that night. Thankfully, it was equipment that other people had used right, that were, were with sure. us so they could show <laughs> us. <laughs> but you know, but that's, that's something that happens. You know, People will go out and, and buy a FLIR camera. They'll spend $10,000 on a FLIR camera, and then they won't read the instructions before they take it on an investigation. Right. They'll just open it up and start using it. You and I do that all the time. It might not be <laughs> in regard to the paranormal, but how many times do we buy some sort of electronic device and we just oh, yeah, open it yeah. up and turn it on and start playing with it? That's and, everybody
1: does that. Nobody reads right. stereo instructions.
0: Because we think that we already know, so why are we going to read the instructions? Why waste time? I right. mean, every time we get a cell phone... A new phone, we just turn it on. We just start messing with it. We don't read the manual. I don't think do they even have manuals anymore. They do. Do they? They do. But I prefer exploration as a way to learn, as opposed to research myself. In terms of you know Mm hands-on. Obviously, that's not the way that I approach things. Like if I'm writing a story for the newspaper, if I'm covering a game or whatever, I want to get as much information as I can going in. But when it comes to like hands-on utilizing something i want to hold like i don't want you to tell me uh you know for an example how to build a website i don't want you to tell me how to do it i want you to show me i want you to stand over my shoulder and tell me what to do yeah you know that's the way that i learn so that works for me with equipment and that, that's not how everybody does it uh but it's it's the way that i try to do it and it's probably not right it's probably giving me more false positives than it should hmm. well you get to learn by doing Absolutely. We're starting to sound like a bunch of the more you know PSAs. 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. If you would like to call in with anything you would like to discuss, whether it be a paranormal topic, maybe a personal experience, uh, something that you want to share, there's one of the things that people have been asking for... Upcoming editions of Spooky South Coast is they've been asking us to get a little bit more into some of the darker stories. You know, we had a few months ago, we we talked about a very dark case of a demon plaguing a family, and and we will be talking about some of those cases uh, coming in, but it almost seems like I'm seeing a trend in the paranormal to to be geared toward those darker cases, to be geared toward those evil entities, uh... And I, don't, I wonder if that's not the direct result of part of part of it's what people are seeing on TV, because mm-hmm. you know nobody's watching a show like A Haunting, or My Ghost Story, or Ghost Adventures, or Ghost Stalkers, or any of these shows really, where the interaction is overwhelmingly positive. You know, we saw a little bit of it on this week's Ghost Stalkers, where where Chad was trying to make a connection with his dog that had passed away, but generally, you know, we see people being frightened and being intimidated by the other side instead of being comforted and welcomed by it. So I don't know if that's part of what's gearing people toward uh, interest more in the darker stuff or if there's something happening, some sort of pushback from the other side. If maybe the more people have been willing to accept those stories, if evil does exist, then maybe evil's like, holy crap, this is our chance. And and so that's kind of infiltrating a lot of what we do. I Mm -hmm. mean... If there's good, if there's evil, <laughs> are paranormal investigators the vanguard uh, between those two sides? Are they the ones that are walking that line that could mean that, you know, uh, uh, did you end up, wa- I don't want to ruin it for you, but did you end up watching all of uh, True Detective?
1: No, I did not.
0: Well, the final line yeah. of, of, of <laughs> the season is, is Matthew McConaughey saying, if you, know, if you ask me, the light's winning. But what if that's not the case? What if the light isn't winning right now? Mm. What if the dark is winning? And what if the paranormal investigators are the ones that are supposedly being on the front lines of that are actually the ones inadvertently welcoming it in? Huh. Is that a little too philosophical? That's a little too deep. See, this is what I like to do, though. I like to get away from the nuts and bolts aspect of it and look at the bigger picture. And that's what I think kind of bites me in the ass a lot of the times. Because I'm too worried about what it all means instead of what's happening right in yeah. front of me.
1: I don't know if uh, necessarily there's like a, a light and dark spirit out there. I don't know. You think that it's all neutral? Um, I think like like with anybody, like with people, if they are the spirits or are those who have passed, I mean, there's good and bad in everybody. So I think it's so it's kind of just,
0: you know, their own dichotomy playing through even after they've they've passed on. I mean, there's certainly some people that are nothing but evil living people. Yeah, who are just you know, the the worst people that have ever existed. And then do they go on and remain the worst people that ever existed even when they transform? Hmm. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's like a constant battle, where you're just wrestling with your just consciousness at the end.
0: Well, I always wrestle with mine, Mm. but usually to avoid my subconscious from leaking in and falling asleep. But uh <laughs> speaking of which, if uh, anybody out there is still awake, tune in, <laughs> call in 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. I am going to take our last break of the show, uh, but we do have time to take some calls from you. We'll be back in just a moment with more here on Spooky South Coast. Hookie south coast tim weisberg along with the silent assassin matt costa and matt last week we had uh, an episode with our guest johnny hauser where we talked about the Velisca axe murder house and uh, of course the news happened last week where somebody had stabbed themselves while investigating yep. the Velisca axe murder house and there's been uh there hasn't really been a lot of information that has come out. We do know that the gentleman's name was Robert Lawson, Lawson. He's 37 years old. He was spending the night at the Veliska Axe Murder House as part of a family group investigating supposed ghosts when he inexplicably stabbed himself inside one of the rooms. Uh, now the Blaze, which is a, 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 a I think it's a right-wing news website, but Uh, It said that they called local police on Tuesday, an unnamed employee said that he had heard that Lorson said that the, quote, ghost made him do it, though Montgomery County Sheriff Joe Sampson later indicated that Lorson hadn't given police a motive. Uh, Samson told the Blaze that authorities hadn't done any further investigation into the incident after determining it was a self-inflicted wound, though he added that there has been much speculation over what led to the incident. Uh, Considering the supposedly supernatural happenings unfolding inside the home, some believe that something ghastly was at play, uh, ghostly was at play, though Samson indicated that others have speculated the man did it for attention and financial gain down the road. So there was a lot of speculation going on amongst the paranormal community of people saying that maybe he was possessed, maybe the spirits of the house made him do it, Uh, maybe he wanted to become part of the story, a lot of this stuff going on. And thankfully there was a backlash from a lot of folks being like, hey, wait a minute, shut up, because we don't know what's going on, and it's not right for us to speculate what's going on. So now this uh, gentleman, this Robert Larson is Lawerson, whatever, he's put himself in a position where he's going to have to come forward and say exactly what happened. Wouldn't you think? I would think so. He, and I know that they've been deflecting questions, uh, his family and he have been deflecting questions, but they're going to have to come out with some sort of an explanation because it's going to be the question that doesn't go away. And if he wants to continue as an investigator, he's going to have to come forward and say what he thinks happened, too, because that's going to impact whether or not other places are going to want to let him go in. Right. Because nobody wants to let somebody in if there's a potential they're going to stab themselves in your location. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we run an events company where we bring people into paranormal, pla- uh, you know, reportedly haunted places. I would hate to think there's the possibility that somebody could harm themselves intentionally on one of our events.
1: Yeah, that's just
0: I have enough time worrying
1: about My whether or not ability, it's going to happen yes. accidentally. Right.
0: Let alone if somebody's going to do it on purpose. So we're no closer to finding out exactly what. But who knows? I mean, we might not find out at all, but Is he's going to... How
1: many times he got stabbed or or stabbed himself? I
0: don't know how much we can uh, trust some of the reporting that's been done on this story. Uh, but one of the rep- uh, reports that I saw was that he had suffered multiple stab wounds to the chest. Oh wow! So that's not just slipping and stabbing yourself accidentally. Right. That's intentionally harming yourself. So, but again, I don't know if that's verified news hmm. because a lot of it gets lost in the noise. I mean, you have to know when you're when you're exploring this information online. You have to know the source of where you're getting this information from. Like, you're on Facebook. Yeah. You see some of the stories that come through the people put on the spooky South Coast wall <laughs> yeah. where it's these ridiculously unbelievable stories and like, hey, this would be a good week and Weird, and then you look and it comes from a satire site. Yeah, yeah. You know, Moniz does that. He, he comments on stories all the time that if you just look, they're not from an actual news site. Yeah, you kind of have to read. to be careful. The story, and even he said that he's like, "I looked and I saw ABC News, but you know that's yeah, the the yeah. trick that they pull on you is they try and make it look like it's legitimate so it's uh it's something that you know you have to be hyper aware of when you're right. researching this stuff, which you know when we do the weak and weird, it's nice if those stories are factual, but they don't always have to be about the facts you know sometimes those stories are just goofs, and uh, although we don't we try not to take any that are from satire websites, you know sometimes they might be a little bit more uh, embellished
1: than the actual facts. I always wonder about that, too, because, I mean, it's... Sure, they come... The majority of these things come from, like, a a noteworthy website, like um, Huffington Post, but, I mean... And they get it from the Associated Press. But, I mean, where does the Associated Press get it from? They get it from the country, and maybe, like... There's some lost in translation. Maybe it wasn't. Um, he wasn't stuffing birds in his underwear. Maybe it was. He was stuffing. I don't know. I don't know. But that stuffing Maybe birds just, in his underwear
0: guy. That story's never going to go away for him. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, and also, uh, kind of off topic a little bit. Next week, I'm trying. I just want to let everybody know. Uh, I'm trying to get. Somebody lined up to talk about the Kennedy assassination, because next week is November 22nd, so it'll be the anniversary of the assassination. So uh, I reached out to some friends of ours from past years who have been on the show and have uh, talked about the topic with us. I, I contacted Jim Mars, and I contacted Brad Steiger. And Jim Mars is uh, otherwise engaged, of course, being one of his busiest days of the year. Right. Uh, he is otherwise engaged, and uh, and Brad Steiger is not currently appearing on any shows. But he said that he'll let us know if anything changes. So, should they decide I, to, you know, should that change down the line, we definitely should have Brad and Cherry Steiger back on the show, because uh, we haven't talked to them in quite a long time.
1: Yeah, I think it was cool. the, the first yeah. year we had him on. I was just thinking that the, the first other day guest we, we don't uh, we don't. And talk too much about like conspiracies and stuff.
0: No, we don't. Which, and we should. We should spend more time right. discussing it from a rational point
1: of view. Right, because uh, some conspiracies are a little irrational.
0: There's some people who see a conspiracy at every turn, mm-hmm. and I try not to be one of those people, but I, I tend to get that way sometimes. Uh, but if you you know if you listen to some of these other internet radio shows, some people are right. convinced that there's always they.
1: Yep, and, and that's how they get you.
0: Yep, they get you, and and they are trying to get <laughs> you, and they are trying... So, like, we try not to fall down that rabbit hole too much, but there are some cases that stand out as being extremely uh, just not right. And the Kennedy assassination is certainly one of those. We've explored it from all different angles over the years. You can go back into the archives and find some of those shows, and when you... Uh, especially last year. Last year we did the 50th anniversary Mm -hmm. and a lot of that was just kind of off the cuff. Yeah. Like just in our minds of all the different conspiracy theories that we've heard over the years. And that just shows how much it's permeated our own psyches that, you know, we, we, we've got it on the brain so much and like a Rolodex. So we can just pull that stuff up. So there's a lot of different ways and a lot of different directions that we can go with it. Uh, so we'll try and find a pretty good way of exploring it for next week's show. And we'll also take your calls next Saturday morning. I'm going to be doing some, uh, some JFK memories. Because in the morning, we have a lot of the older listeners, people who actually... Would have encountered John F. Kennedy on the campaign trail, mm-hmm. uh, maybe when he was serving as senator. They they find a you know they, they found a way to interact with the man uh, over the years. So hopefully some people can call in with those experiences as well. And if we get any really good ones, we'll replay them on the show during Spooky South Coast. So we have about that's pretty cool about eight minutes left in the program. If anybody would like to call in and share anything that's on their mind, 508-996-0500. 877-996-1420 uh, Now next week when we come back though we'll, uh, we'll, I think we'll have a little bit bigger of a crew I think Moni's will be here for that show and yep. Stephanie will be coming back soon either physically or, or via Skype I might talk to her because we've never really had her on for a, a, uh, a conspiracy show mm-hmm. so maybe we should see if she'll be willing to Skype in for that one if possible and at least get her take on some things as well. Yeah, that should be good. <laughs> we're running out of gas here. This has been a this has been kind of a long show for us, and uh, we we apologize for the lack of quality tonight. Yeah. Things didn't work out the way that they were supposed to work out for the show. So, yeah. and that's how they get you. They, <laughs> they. I, all I'm thinking about now is getting out of here and going to order and that gangbang. So. <laughs>
1: I wonder if they get, uh, like, I can't just bring myself to, I will order the ingredients and make it myself, but I I don't know if I can just go to the drive-thru and order it. I I feel like they would get mad. I tried it. I tried ordering it
0: just to see if they would do it and if they knew, like, to judge the validity of, (laughs) you know, if this is a thing, and they knew. (laughs) And then there's been other times that I've gone, you know, like... Taking my son out to swimming or something, and we stop and grab you know a quick bite at McDonald's because we're not going to have uh, excuse me time to eat dinner beforehand. So, you know, I'll go through the drive-through and I'll say, uh, "Can I get a?" Because uh, he likes you know just a chicken sandwich. He likes a plain McChicken, no yep. lettuce, no mayonnaise, just the chicken and the bun. So I'll say, "Can I get a plain McChicken and uh, and a double cheeseburger?" Like you know, whatever. Just I don't want to spend more than two dollars. <laughs> and. <laughs> The kid at the drive-thru says, do you want me to put that together? Like, well, what? yeah, no, one order. And he's like, no, no, do you want me to, like, make a gangbang out of it? And I was like, no, not this time. <laughs> but, like, he knew exactly what yeah, I was talking about, today, so he was, he was actually offering. So, but, yes, that's what it is. If you're unfamiliar, you take yeah. a double cheeseburger. You spread it open in the middle between the two burgers. yeah, And it worked a lot better when they put two pieces of cheese on, on the double cheeseburger, so you may have to actually get a McDouble now.
1: Because
0: mm. that's the one with the two pieces of cheese, right? Yeah. You may have to get that in order to make it work. Then you take an entire McChicken, bun and all, and you shove that between the two meat patties, <laughs> smush it all down, and make one gigantic sandwich out of it. And you can eat one, but you're not going to eat anything again for a long time no. after that.
1: And it's, I uh, feel dirty. You
0: do. <laughs> if, you, if you went to the drive-thru... And you ordered a McChicken and a McDouble. Yeah. Do you feel like you could eat both of those sandwiches and not, uh, sandwiches and not be ashamed of yourself? Yes. So do I. It's, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah.
1: You're like, yep, yep. Because sometimes I do, and I'm like, I don't know if I want a burger or a chicken sandwich. So, so you just, just get just one like, of each. It's on the dollar menu. I'll just get both.
0: And so that you know, when that happens, you're like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I'm just
1: indecisive when
0: it comes to the drive-through like, I got a sandwich for now and a sandwich for yeah. later. And then they both end up being a sandwich for now. <laughs> so you don't really feel that gross about eating it straight up, one, right. one sandwich and one sandwich. So how is it really all that much more gross if you combine it together? But it is. <laughs> it's so much grosser. Like, when you bite into it, you're like, all right, this is weird, but not entirely unpleasant. And then you take the second bite and you're like, yeah, this isn't bad. And then you take the third bite and you're like, I should just like... Like, just go hang my head in shame. So, the first time I ate a McGangbang, <laughs> oh, I'll tell you the story. Uh, the first time I ate a McGangbang, I, I ordered it off the menu as such. Yes. And they they made it for me. They wrapped it up in one container. And, like, I literally, like, drove home. And, you know, because I, <laughs> I was just getting something to eat really quickly on my way home. I actually drove home and didn't open it up until I got into my driveway. Really? Because I was ashamed <laughs> that, like, if I tried to eat it while driving, somebody would see me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, the dude's eating up a gangbang. Look at, it, look at, it. what a pig, uh-huh. fat ass.
0: <laughs> so that's why I didn't want to do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, it's actually I was actually shame eating it in my driveway, which is probably worse yeah. than uh, than actually having people see you eat it. It's even saltier
1: with the tears.
0: <laughs> I'll just always remember when uh, when me and my buddy Pat. When we first, like, had jobs and money. Yeah. And we would go to McDonald's and we'd be like, we can get whatever we want. Like, this is so great. We can order everything that we ever wanted. And then we, like, sit down we start eating it. And we get, like, like three bites in. We're like, what are we thinking? <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> this is a terrible it's So life, bad. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I would eat all 20 of these nuggets, but I am. Uh, so that's, it's nothing paranormal, of course. But it's, it's, uh. It's pretty sad. So, again, I just want to remind everybody to December 3rd, now that I'm talking about what I look like when I'm eating. (laughs) December 3rd, you can come to the uh, Southeastern Council for the Social Studies. Uh, It's their winter meeting. It's only $29. You're getting a huge buffet dinner, and I'll be there presenting Ghosts of the South Coast. It will be a multimedia presentation. There will be video. There will be EVPs that we'll play. Uh, Some of them you've probably heard on the show before. Some of them maybe not. Playing some video clips. I actually have to update the presentation because, you know, I I originally put that together a couple of years ago. But there's all kinds of new information and new investigations that I need to include in there. You know, I don't even know what I should actually include in there for some of the things that we've done recently. I mean, when I put it together, I didn't have any of the Fort Tabor stuff. Yeah. So now we can add all that into it. I don't know. Should I include Edaville as part of uh, of the South Coast? I mean, it is on the South Coast. Kind of, yeah. So yeah. we had some pretty good uh, experiences there. Some some interesting photos at the very least. You know, and we put up a picture of that attic with all those toys. Yeah, that was <laughs> creepy. All those dolls and uh, all the. Uh... <laughs> I'm getting tweets here that are saying that I'm making making uh, Catherine very hungry. So she actually gave me her order.
2: <laughs> Today, my new dad threw a barbecue. Huh?
0: The How was it? Was it good? That was, uh, that was just an odd firing off out of nowhere. Uh, well, that about does it for this week's show. Uh, we'll be back next week. We promise we'll be a little bit more entertaining. A little bit more. And uh, we will talk with you about the Kennedy assassination on what will be the 51st anniversary of that. So uh, you want to tune in next Saturday night at 10 o'clock, I think. I'm not sure what the brewing schedule is. Uh, but we will make sure that we are here for you, for your paranormal pleasure. All you have to do is tune in to us each week, whether it be via iTunes, whether it be the Dark Matter Radio Network, however it is that you listen to Spooky South Coast, uh, we will have a new program for you. And we promise that it will be far more entertaining and engaging than tonight's was. But thank you to everybody that called in and shared their thoughts and shared their experiences with us. So until next week, for Matt for Matt. For Stephanie, I'm Tim, we want you all to stay spectacular.